Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. To talk about the NFL Combine and some of the rumors that are flying around, we bring in Ralph Vacchiano, familiar to uh, all of our listeners. Ralph Vacchiano, currently now of Fox Sports. Um, Hey, Ralph, how are you? I'm good, Laurie. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, So, I guess we'll start with the combine, and then we'll get to uh, some of these uh, quarterback rumors that are that are floating around. That I know a lot of our um, our local listeners, uh, local team listeners, are interested in. But let's start with the combine, big picture. And on the one hand, we know it's the underwear Olympics, and you know. People overreact to different things. But on the other hand, certainly we've seen players have their draft stocks changed um, at the Combine. And it it seems like the big name this year was, was Anthony Richardson, the uh, quarterback out of Florida. And I know you're somebody, you've covered the Combine, you've covered the NFL for a long time. Just how help people who didn't see it uh, try and understand what made – his workout so special and you know was it was it different or more special somehow than than others that you've seen well i mean his the numbers that he put up were obviously eye-popping um and if you didn't if you saw the numbers you know everything from his, his 40 times his vertical jump all, all everything he did you wouldn't necessarily think well that's a quarterback um you know you, you've seen quarterbacks with athletic ability before but um, he not only has, uh, you know, incredible athletic ability, he's got huge size too. So now you've got a, just a big guy that can throw, that can really run. Um, he's sick. Yeah. You know, for so people who aren't aware, he, I think he's over six, four, he's 244 pounds. I heard, uh, somebody, I think maybe it was Aaron Jones, um, the running back from green Bay, um, was, was saying he looks like a linebacker when you're next to him. And yet, he he ran a you know I mean he ran a forty a forty yard dash time that would be good for a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was really absurd. And you know, again, we've seen seen guys who are fast at that position, but they're usually much smaller. Uh, you know, I don't even remember what. I'm trying to think of a quarterback that big. You think of like you know, Ben Roethlisberger, who doesn't have that kind of speed. You know, Josh Allen isn't yeah, quite. Yeah, Cam Cam Newton was obviously you know size wise is similar, but he wasn't that fast. Um, you know, yeah. he was powerful. You know, this is this is like if you're taking the speed more of almost like a uh, you know 
you know, you're talking about like Michael Vick kind of speed yeah. and putting it on Cam Newton. Exactly. You know, at, at any other position, you would say, well, you, you see all that and you think, wow, this is just the, the ultimate prospect. But obviously, much more goes into it with a quarterback. But if you can combine that with a, an ability to throw and throw accurately and play that position, that is, you know, that's something special, especially in an era now where quarterbacks run more than ever before. Yeah. So now, um, what's the kind of situation that you think a player like that, you know, should be going into and and thrive? And by the way, I also, you know, the other thing that happens here at the combine are the interviews. And um, I don't know what you heard, but just you know, reading things, it seemed like you know this incredible athlete in in Richardson also interviewed well, is what I was hearing. Yeah, you know, teams seem to like him. They, they, you know, he's a, a good kid, a smart kid. He pretty much has the whole package that you want. You know, the the issue with him is, you know, kind of a lack of experience and, uh, and accuracy, you know, maybe issues. And accuracy, yeah. Some some possible. Some people say maybe he's a little immature. Could use some seasoning, but the accuracy was a big thing in college. I can't remember the exact number. It was under sixty percent, which is. Not I, usual. Yeah, in, it may in have even been. Days. It may have even been under fifty-five. I, I could be wrong on this, or somewhere around like fifty-five percent. Which even the Josh Allen's of the world or whatever were like over fifty-five percent. We're like fifty-six percent. But that's of course what everybody's dreaming about is saying, "Hey, if Josh Allen can become more accurate, then maybe we can turn Anthony Richardson into somebody who can be the next Josh Allen." Now you know that's where. I don't know. Do you end up in a situation like what happened with the Jets, where you fall in love with somebody from a pro day in a workout like a Justin Wilson, and you end up with someone who is not, um, you know, maybe not ready to play quarterback in the NFL? And and that's the risk. And that's what teams that need a quarterback are going to grab. Ralph, are you there? I think we just lost you. Are you there? All right. Talented and oh. has that much of a room to grow. But if you're wrong, you've, you've got another case where, okay, he does all the things well, but can't put it. Yeah. Uh, Ralph, I'm having a hard time hearing you. You're kind of fading in and out. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep. Okay, great. There you are back. Um, all right. So that was one big story. Let's talk about big picture for Giants and Jets fans who are looking, you know, let's start with, you know, certainly Giants fans. One of the big position needs are receiving weapons, and whether those are uh, wide receivers or tight ends. Um, what are you know this draft? From what I'm hearing, it's a stronger tight end draft than it is a wide receiver draft. But who are some names? You know, the Giants obviously drafting at 25. Who are some players that stand out to you that Giants fans should be taking a look at if you know Daniel Jones and the Giants need? A, a number one caliber weapon. Well, that's so hard to figure just yet because um, they're drafting so low. We're so used to them drafting yeah. much higher, where you can really pick out a lot of names. Um, but you know, I think I think a receiver is going to have to be uh, what they end up taking doing in the draft in the first round. And one big reason for that is the free agent market for receivers is just terrible. When you look at some of the, you, you think they would definitely need one. 
find somewhere in free agency, but all of the names in free agency are just, you know, guys you don't want for more than maybe, you know, get a, a, a year flyer on. So they're going to have to dig deep. Um, you know, I think that receiver, you know, they probably wouldn't even shy away from a tight end, to be perfectly honest. I think that, you know, that's position, any kind of weapons they can surround their quarterback with, they would certainly look at. But, uh, you know, right now it's kind of hard to project which receivers will end up in their kind of line of sight in the end of the first round. And also keep in mind that a lot of really good receivers come out of later rounds too. So mm-hmm. that's something the Giants have to think yeah. about as well. Uh, you know, over the years, some really, some Pro Bowl guys have come in the second and third round. So, uh, you know, pretty much anyone you could pick out in the class, they would dive right into. And, uh, you know, somewhere in that first couple of days, I would think a receiver would have to be on their menu because I just don't think they're going to dip into the free agent market. So who are some uh, some prospects in the time that you were out there in Indianapolis? Um, Giants have, you know, Jets have some more specific um, needs. Giants certainly have needs, I think, you know, all over the field, whether that's, um, you know, they need, they need another edge rusher. They need depth at, you know, interior defensive linemen. They certainly have almost no linebackers to speak of. Uh, they need a number, you know, a, if they keep a Dory Jackson, they need a number two corner. Um, they, you know, they could have a hole at safety. I, you know, wherever you look, um, interior offensive line, <laughs> you know, wherever yeah. wherever you look, and certainly not nearly enough pass-catching weapons, and then they may not be able to afford to bring back Saquon Barkley. There's the running backs. Wherever you look, <laughs> they're just, uh, you know, it, it, they're just are not, you know, the Giants have needs. So you tell me, um, who were some prospects that stood out to you in your time in Indianapolis? You, you, you've got my head spinning right now <laughs> for the, the amount of, of players that, that they could be using. Um, you know, the, 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 the guys who stood out are the guys they probably aren't going to get in the draft. You know, I mean, you know, they, they, they certainly could use a cornerback and, you know, Joey Porter Jr., the, the kid from Penn State, uh, is the guy that a lot of scouts were talking about. And actually, you know, him and uh, Christian Gonzalez is another one that, you know, I, I think that those are kind of guys that you might be able to get down near the end of the first round. There's you know, The cornerback draft is it's really deep. One scout told me that there's probably 10 or 11 guys that are going to have first-round grades, so – you know, if, you, if you're looking for one of them, you could probably certainly find one, um, you know, in, in around where the Giants are picking. But, you know, again, they have so many needs. They, they talk with B. John Robinson, the uh, the Texas running back. Now, I don't think they're going to draft a running back. Uh, certainly makes more sense to draft it down where they are now as opposed to, you know, the second overall pick with Saquon Barkley a few years ago. But you, know, you wouldn't put a, a running back on their menu high unless, Saquon Barkley is gone, and all of a sudden that changes the plan. So, um, you know, they definitely looked at uh, defensive line, um, interior defensive line help. But, you know, uh, you know they're not going to be up there in, in for guys like uh, Jalen Carter, the kid who was arrested in uh, in um, Georgia. But there are some scouts that think he's going to drop. And, and, you know, I don't think he would drop that far, but I guess you never know. And he's a premier talent. So, um, so much of what the Giants end up doing and who is the guy that they're going to go after? It really might depend on sort of what happens next. You know, if they get, uh, if they sign Daniel Jones, then they have room to bring back Saquon Barkley. They have room to get some pieces in free agency. And, you know, they might have specific needs in the draft. If they have to franchise Daniel Jones, 
you know, they might need everything in the draft, just like you were talking about a minute ago. And then, uh, you know, it's sort of prospect roulette, best guy on the board, because every position is going to be one of these. Where do you, if you were a general manager or advising a general manager um, in the NFL, where do you stand on running back uh, strategy? You know, we look at a team like the Chiefs, and yeah, they drafted um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire with a late first-round draft pick. I think it was number 31 um, a few years ago. And yet there was Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers as a seventh-round draft pick starting for them in the Super Bowl and going into, I think, the season next year is will be their, their lead back. And yet, but also with uh, McKinnon in there, it's by committee. You know, if you're if you're looking, even if they did sign, do sign Daniel Jones, looking at all the needs that the Giants have, um, or if they whether they franchise him or sign him or whatever they do, just where do you stand on giving a running back that second contract, and especially one who has been, you know, has been injured? I would be very wary of it. Um, and I think it depends a little bit on where you are as a team. And I felt, I felt this way, the same way with the Giants investment in Saquon Barkley in 2018 that, you know, to me, if you invest in the rest of your offense, particularly the offensive line, right? You, you can get by with a decent running back, somebody you find in later rounds or so, or a cheaper free agent and you, your offense can be good enough. If you're a team, that already has the line in place, already has the other pieces, then a running back like Saquon Barkley could put you over the top. And then it becomes worth the investment and worth the risk. But whatever investment you make, you do have to sort of come to the understanding that he's probably not going to last very long. Um, You know, Saquon Barkley being drafted second overall, the idea that he would be around by the time the Giants were going to be good again was probably – a little crazy because, you know, he, he wasn't going to last four or five years and be completely healthy. It's just not the way running backs are. Had the Bre- Giants been ready Bre- to win? Yeah, look at Brees Hall and the Jets. And there was, I thought, a, a smart move. And, you know, I'm fine with the running back in the second round. And he sure. was a magical player who was transforming that Jets team. And then he gets hurt. You know, right. So, uh, you know, that's There's the problem so many with running backs. Yeah. Now, and there's also, there is another school of thought, and I do kind of believe this too. If you think of a running back like a weapon, it's a little bit different. If you get that two-way player, that yeah. Christian McCaffrey, or even that, that Saquon was his rookie year when I think he had 90 catches as yeah, well. Yeah, 91 catches, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a different story, and that could be a guy that can transform your offense. But again, it's not a guy that's usually going to last. Even Christian McCaffrey, he played three years after he was drafted without getting hurt, signed a big contract, played 10 games over the next two years. So, you know, that's the risk you're going to take, and it happens in that position really more than any other position. Yeah. Uh, talking to Ralph Vacchiano about the NFL Combine, about the Giants um, and what they do. So what rumors, um, if, we're, if we're talking about the Combine, what rumors were you hearing? And, you know, in particular, um, I don't know, any impressions or, or what you were hearing about uh, from Brian Dable and Joe Shane? Well, it, it, just rumors in general, or are you talking about anything in specific with them? Um, well, let's start with anything in specific with them and then rumors in general that you were hearing at the Combine. 
Well, you know, I think with with the Giants, with Shane and Dable, I mean, you know, most of the talk was really about what they're going to do next with their quarterback and their running back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether they are, you know, it, it's sort of a, a tough call. I think I honestly think that they went into this season figuring, you know. Oh, total gave, rebuild, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. And that, and that, you know, probably you're going to have to start over with a new quarterback and mm-hmm. running back. Yep. And then Daniel Jones looked like a franchise quarterback. And, you know, I, I think that they are willing to invest a little bit in him. Certainly the franchise tag, certainly a short-term contract, but probably not, you know, the $45 million or so that he's asking. And, you know, they're kind of caught in a spot because they, they can't get rid of him. And they might have to franchise tag him. And if they do, it just changes all of their off-season plans. Um, I, you know, one big rumor I kept hearing about the Giants, not really a rumor, but, you know, people who know Joe Shane – kept telling me he does not want to invest in the running back position. He just doesn't believe in that philosophically that maybe all he can stomach with Saquon is, you know, $10.1 million in the franchise tag. So there are firmly believing that Saquon will be a free agent, um, you know, come next week. So, uh, but again, a lot of that depends on what happens with Daniel Jones in the next, I've lost count 48 hours or so until the (laughs) deadline. So, Whenever you know that that's kind of going to be the the trigger to what the next thing is, and you know, regardless, even if he if he gets a long term contract and they end up with you know plenty of cap room to spend, you know, I still don't think they're going to be crazy spenders in free agency. You know, I, I checked in on all the big names, and it didn't sound like they were you know digging around the guys who are going to get you know huge contracts. They don't want to make the Kenny Galladay type of mistake mm-hmm. uh, that's been made in the past. And I think they're going to be looking for. You know, signing their own guys if they can, uh, you know, getting some depth players. Uh, you know, Joe Shane talked about the depth on the defensive line being one of his biggest areas of concern. And, you know, he kind of joked about the obsession we all have with receiver. It just didn't sound like a team that was preparing to be crazy spenders, whether they have the room or not, which, you know, in some ways is good. I think they realize they, you know, one, they're not one or two players away. There are a lot of players right. away. And, the easiest way to get into trouble again would be to start throwing around a lot of money in free agency. Yeah, I think that goes back to sort of being on the fence of the, you know, they they took a team to the playoffs that they thought was year one of a rebuild. And so now that team still has a lot of, you know, is an under-talented roster uh, that they're trying to build up. And yet at the same time, the coaching staff was so good and they improved uh, developed some of those young players that now mm-hmm. it's a team where you know if you if you handle and have you have a good draft um, maybe pick up one or two free agents you could end up in a situation where um, you know maybe they are on the, you know I don't know if they're a playoff team again but they're you know kind of competing for a wild card spot um, so it's sort of that in between. Let's um, let's talk then. Let's shift to obviously the Jets and whether it's Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, all the quarterback rumors that are that are floating around. And what are you hearing timing wise in terms of Derek Carr maybe making a decision? And then what does that mean with um, this Aaron Rodgers limbo? Well, one thing that I think is going to help the Jets is I, I got the impression that Derek Carr is willing to wait. And, you know, not forever, but certainly, you know, to give the Jets some time. I think the Jets, Saints, and Panthers all were interested in him. Um, you know, his people kind of sent out word that he really did like the Jets. I don't know if they're his favorite team, but he was, you know, seriously interested in them and, you know, thought something could be worked out. And, I, and 
you know, the, the, the cliched phrase that I kept hearing was he respects the process. So I think he just wants to let them, you know, he knows they're going to explore Aaron Rodgers and he's going to let them figure that out. And, you know, it doesn't seem to be in any hurry to get this done or to try and force their hand, which sort of puts this in Aaron Rodgers' court and God only knows where, what time he's going to have. I don't think even the Packers have any idea right now. Um, you know, their general manager talked and he sounded like a guy who was just, not to, to, to borrow Aaron Rodgers' phrase, in complete darkness over what happens next and, you know, when a, this decision would be made. And quite honestly, she sounded a little frustrated that it hadn't been done already. So, um, you know, everybody's waiting on Aaron Rodgers. I think the assumption is sometime this week, he'll make a decision so everybody could have a clean slate going into free agency. And, you know, in the meantime, the Jets are lucky because Carr, Carr could force their hand. He could call them tomorrow and say, hey, I'm signed with the Panthers. If you don't give me a deal, make up your mind. But he doesn't seem like he wants to do that, which is, you know, good for them. And it, again, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. If you were advising the, uh, you know, let's say Joe Douglas of the of the Jets, uh, their general manager, which direction would you prefer? Aaron Rodgers, who is on the fence, is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Will probably um, be that way. Um, you know, if it's if he gives you this year, then it'll be that again next off season and all of that. And do you think that with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are? Um, you know, are a Super Bowl contender, and that's the calculus on one side versus. Derek Carr, who's 31 years old, you have a chance of signing somebody who could be the quarterback um, for you know a few years with your team. Where would you lean? You know, it's a tough one because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, sure. and you know, it, it, certainly the, he's, he's the guy. He, if you're just going straight on ability, he's the guy. He is also a lot. <laughs> he's just you know, I've never I've never covered him. I've never covered the Packers. Um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, but from afar, he just looks like he is, you know, a guy you've got to be careful of what he says on this podcast, what he, he seems, does here. He seems grouchy or prickly or whatever kind of yeah. adjective you want to use. You know, I'd be a little worried that he's one of the all-time greats, and quite frankly, the, the Green Bay Packers seem really ready to move on to Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, that would worry me because I think the, the Jets have built a really good young core, and there's a great argument, I think, that last year, if they had even gotten average quarterback play, like Ryan Tannehill-level quarterback play, they win three or four more games. And now sure. you're talking about an 11-12 win team, mm-hmm. and that's a Super Bowl contender. Derek Carr can do that, and he sounds like a better guy, and he's younger. You can get him for five years. Yep. Now, with this young core, you can build that team. Aaron Rodgers, to me, feels like a one-year shot in the dark, like, you know, let's just take our shot and see what we can do and hope it works out. I, I think you can build something more around Derek Carr. And I, I know some people don't love him as a quarterback. I, I think he's terrific. I think he's, you know, all right, maybe he's not top five, but top 15 for sure, which, you know, again, with, with that team, with those receivers, with Brees Hall coming back, with that defense, yeah, I mean, they're, they're at least a 10-11 win team with him. And, you know, is that a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, of course it is. Uh it's hard in that that conference because, you know, the Bills, the Chiefs, sure. the Bengals, it's not easy. But I'm not so sure that Aaron Rodgers gives them that much better of a chance. And, you know, Carr might give them three or four years of taking a shot at it. So I would go with him. But, 
you know, I, I certainly can understand you know, why you might want to take that shot with Rodgers, but it's a short-term shot if you do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I look at it and say Aaron Rodgers, you know, in he, you know he's now uh, you're talking about a you know a player's forty, um, but a Aaron Rodgers in his prime and MVP Aaron Rodgers, the Packers with very good teams um, that were number one seeds, number two seeds with the home field advantage of Lambeau Field. They won one Super Bowl with him back in yeah. 2011 when he was 26 years old. And so the question is, you know, and, and as you point out, with all those great quarterbacks in the, you know, in the AFC, the odds of actually winning a Super Bowl seem small. And I understand Jets fans who haven't, you know, maybe have never seen one in their lifetime are willing to take that lottery ticket. But I'm with you that... I'll take a quarterback in his prime who will take you to the playoffs, um, you know, three or four years. And maybe, you know, maybe one of those times, you know, you're able to convert. You're, you're able to, right. uh, to cash one in. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And again, I think they've got the, the team around it to do it, um, you know, and uh, you know, I'm not so sure that, now, again, an average quarterback gets them into that 10-11 win range. Does Aaron Rodgers immediately put them over the top? You know, like you said, he didn't do it with the Packers all those years. I know Derek Carr didn't do it either, but you know that to me is why I don't know that I would just throw everything in with Aaron Rodgers because if it doesn't work out, you know, and now it's it's Super Bowl or bust in the first year, maybe that second year, there's going to be a lot of turnover there, and quite honestly, it's probably going to be a new GM and a new coach if if that's the case. If you bet Derek Carr. You bought yourself a couple of years to build up towards that championship, and that to me is always the smarter move. Yeah, and and I think the uh, I know chemistry and things like that. Sometimes um, people don't think that 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 stuff matters, but I just feel like uh, I don't know. It would be a much more joyful experience <laughs> watching <Yeah. laughs> um, watching those teams with Derek Carr. All right, any last um, rumors flying around or anything we should um, have on our radar? Uh, that you took away from uh, from the combine. Um, I, I guess actually one other team. I know you cover the NFC East now. I'll 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 ask then. Um, is is it uh, the Washington Commanders? Sam Howell <laughs> going to be the starting quarterback? Is, is that it? Or you know, I know they've walked away from Wentz now, and you understand that. But is is that going to be the answer there? Well, I don't know about the answer, but I, I think they're going to try to make him the answer. Um, it's really weird, you know, because Ron Rivera is 60 years old. He knows that he has to win this year because they're probably facing an ownership change. And, you know, chances are they're going to want to bring in their own guys. And, you know, he's going with a quarterback who not only is he, is he in his second year, he's a former fifth-round pick. It's not a, it's not Trevor Lawrence getting a shot. It's Sam Howell. He's putting all his money in this young quarterback um, in a division that this past year was fantastic. So, you wouldn't think a coach in that position would do that, but it really sounds like that's what they're going to do. They're that impressed with him. They're going to bring in a backup veteran free agent. They're going to call it a competition in the summer, but you know they're not going out and getting an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr to compete with him. They're going to go out and get, you know, I don't know, a Sam Darnold type of quarterback, uh, you know, a BC level free agent to compete with Hal, who's basically a guy who's probably going to lose the competition. So. Um, you know they they seem to like Hal, and they seem to think they have a good team around him to 
to compete. Um, I've only seen them play the one game like everybody else, so I don't know. But um, they seem to think that they've got something there and, and certainly sound like they're really going to give it a shot. All right. Um, last then question before I let you go. Uh, if you had to, um, may, you know, make a bet or give us, you know, give us a decision on it. Do the Giants and Daniel Jones get a deal done in the next 48 hours before the um, deadline or do they um, give him the franchise tag? Well, I'll tell you what, I, there was some optimism towards the end of the week, which was a nice little change in negotiations. But one thing through all these years I've always learned about these negotiations is when sides are talking and a deadline is approaching, that deadline forces action that you don't think is possible. So I really do believe by four o'clock on Tuesday, they're going to come together on some sort of long-term deal. My guess would be it's going to look like it's worth $40 million a year, but when you really break it down, you find out that it's probably worth a little less and you know, probably only guarantees them a couple of years. But you know, I think they're going to find a middle ground, which is going to allow the Giants to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. I think, I think using the franchise tag on Jones is just a bad idea for both of them, and I, I don't sense that either side wants that. So, yeah, I do think they'll figure it out by Tuesday. Figure it out by Tuesday and then probably use the uh... – franchise tag on on Saquon because that's all that the one-year deal that really um, Joe Shane is going to want to do with a running back. Exactly. And yep. it's only $10 million, dollars, which, you know, not much. As you all know, we all know $10 million doesn't go very far these days. So <laughs> they can afford that on a, on a running back. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ralph Vacchiano, appreciate the time, um, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for having me on, Lori. I appreciate it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.